It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's Articles of News for the week of the August the 6th. It's me, Richie T, joined with Jenny Molly. Yo. Who is part of the Cultural Hall. Thank you very much. Who is pregnant. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Now. Now, wait just one second. All right. I'm not pregnant. Okay. So, uh, I listened to the latest Mormon news report that posted, <laughs> what, yesterday or Sunday? And, uh, and here's the deal. So... There may have been a time when I was talking about panelists and I didn't mention your name, and I'll own that. Okay, I, thank you. I'm sure that there were several people that I forgot in that thing. And I'll, I and you were one of them. But and, and but, look, it's not easy to rattle off the top. There are a lot sure, of us, right? There are 30 to yeah. be to be fair in some form or fashion who participate. But you are right. You are one that I should remember. Thank you. However, I was not forgetting you when I talked about how all the other women on the cultural hall are pregnant. Okay. My joke very much was, Jenny, who was not of age to have a baby anymore, correct? I could, but no, I'm not going to. Right, right, right. Yeah. You don't want to take the challenge? <laughs> are you daring me? Yeah, dare you. I got Brother Kyle to commit to serving a six-week mission. I can sure get you, you to have a baby. Yeah, right. Come on, the Reverend John Dye. Call him out, don't bro. you? Don't you guys want to know what a baby of the two of you guys would look like? Uh, yeah, the perfect, actually. the perfect mix of perfection, perfection, of, right? Of love and adoration of two people. I mean, don't you want to know what that looks like in baby form? Can you imagine having a baby now? No. Good, because <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> I You're don't done. need it. You I got, don't need it. You got your stuff done. He got his stuff done. It's fine. Can I be real a second? Yes, please. For just a millisecond. Yes. Um, it's really actually difficult for me that we're not having a baby together. Really? Not because I think that it's a good idea. Right. Because I don't. Right. And it isn't. Okay. But for that very reason, we don't share a child. Right. That's hard for me. Uh. It's a lot of that is I, and I recognize I'm steeped in this direction that we're raised with, which is you get married and then you have babies. Yeah. In fact, even our sealer was like. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't have babies? No. No, 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 no. no. The sealer who. Who took some time to talk to us, but uh -huh. at no point asked, so have you been married? Not that he, you know, that's not a standard question yeah. you'd ask. But uh, we're trying to get bishops and sealers and everyone to just stick to the question. So uh -huh. maybe we, sure, maybe we don't encourage See? him. Do you also, uh, excuse uh, me, whoa, none the of your law business. of chastity, none of your business. That is not a temple recommendation question. <laughs> so, um, he just, after the ceremony was finished and he had to stand and look in the mirrors and what does that represent? And we're like, oh, yeah. you really want us to answer? Okay. It represents our past and our future. Right. And then he's like, and can you imagine the day when you have children of your own and what that will be like? And I was like, and everyone in the room was just laughing. And I'm uh -huh. like, yeah, I can imagine that. It would probably feel something like this morning. Right. Um, he, it, it, I want to say, how old do you think we are? I, Come on. I want to pry now a little bit. Will you let me in? Sure. Has it been a discussion? Well, yeah. I mean, before we got married. Right. Yeah. But, but not since? Closed door, done, over? We're not, not even we're thinking not, about it? We're not going to. But, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's he's older than me. Sure. And we have one yeah. that we will always have. That you'll always have, right? So to me, that's like sharing a child, though not blood. Right. But yeah. then also, you know, the way he's assumed duties as you've assumed duties, like you you guys have kids together. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I get it. it it's different. <laughs> Trust <because> me. My, <laughs> yes. I, I know you. It. I know you get it. I mean, my. My kids, um, other parents are very active in their lives. Sure. And 
and we have one of his all the time and um, yeah it's you know and we just we went up to Montana for his 30 year high school reunion mm-hmm. and uh, and I used to see pictures of him when he's little look at little John Dunn oh, look at his cute little John so Dunn he's so reverent yeah he's so reverent yeah. in that picture so it, I mean he it does actually, strike me by the way as the guy who was like arms tightly folded on the front row of <laughs> primary like I don't think that that guy's ever been anything else right <laughs> like it, arms tightly folded and then like guys be quiet the teacher is about to speak like that is your husband in my mind whether or not that was real or not I, I, don't, I don't know, know. yeah I didn't know him then yeah. but but yeah I just it, it, it kind of makes me a little sad that okay. we won't be doing that but but here's a conversation we have had okay. are you ready for this okay that we'll get to be grandparents together yeah what yeah you will I don't know when and probably not too far off yeah uh, I don't know five years yeah yeah maybe I mean your sister missionary gets home right yeah follows the plan does the thing uh, man right I guess I don't right. know what, I don't know what she'll do so anyway that, yeah but that's a discussion that we've had that that's more likely sure and how are you guys gonna be grandparents what's that like yeah, I don't know <laughs> We'll be the coolest one. We'll be yeah, the cool you grandparents. Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> Take your kids back, kids. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, What else is new with you? Daughter's on a mission. People can listen to more of a news report to get a little bit more in-depth with you. I don't yeah. want to repeat all that stuff. Yeah, thanks. Uh, she is on a mission. I mailed her a package today. She needs an inhaler. Oh, yeah? She's so got... I had to email the mission office. Uh-huh. Yo, uh, I, I didn't say yo. Yeah. I... Dear yo. <laughs> yeah. Dear sister secretary. And I just said, uh, you know, my daughter is serving in Grand, pa- Grand Prairie, uh-huh. and that is almost 300 miles from the mission office. Sure. And I said, I'd like to send a package directly to her. I didn't mention that it was a medical need, but right. I, I said, um, and uh, could I please have her address? Uh-huh. And she said, no. Yeah, no. She said, no, uh, because uh, we often change those addresses. Sure. And I'm like, okay. And she said, if you'd like to make that arrangement with your missionary uh, to get the address of a ward member yeah. there. Then, then you can. Yeah, they like arrange. to keep them secret, like covert. Sacred, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Sacred. So, so uh, they're on the move. But I, I did send her a message on Google Hangouts. You can listen to the Mormon News report and hear about how we, co- how oh, we, I heard we do that. that. <laughs> we yeah. communicate that way, though she's not supposed to. Um, on until uh, Tuesday, I just sent her a quick message. I don't know if you're going to see this, but I have your inhaler, and I need a ward member's address. And and last night, my phone dinged. She's like, "Hi, mom. I have permission." to talk to you like this because it's a medical need. Right. Here's the address of where you should send it. Nice. So I sent it today. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this rubbing my fingers Lots together. Lots of money. Pretty spendy. Oh my gosh. Now an inhaler, I'm just thinking like a k- k- Yep. Like and it's battery acid like from it, right? <laughs> well, I... <laughs> And I and the clown. well and there's cut there are customs issues so I took it to a place where uh, they do all the shipping they do sure, USPS and sure. UPS and FedEx and anyway so he had to call and, and make out sure that, that it gets there exactly because so, the last thing you want to do is be like hey I'm going to spend a bunch of money and then she's like mom right I can't where is it you promised yeah so DHL for the low low price of. $95. Oh, my gosh. And that's on top of the already probably not cheap inhaler, right? It, it, she's got, there's insurance. She's okay. Got, well, that's good. Cost anything, but yeah. You send her a couple? Um, I sent her one. Okay. I, I actually have another one, but I'm doing an experiment. I have a friend here who's visiting from Alberta, a different part, uh-huh. and she's going to bring it back with sure. her and then mail it from there, and we're going to see which one gets to her faster. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you which one will get there cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So what else? What else is new? Uh, yeah. Not having babies, and uh, your <laughs> oldest is 
doing the mission thing. What else? Well, that's what right. Else you got? School starts next week. Yes. Get rid of them. <laughs> Isn't it great? So sort it, of a relief. Like you, you love hanging out with them. Your kids are at the right age that they're actually pretty cool. Yeah. They're not yeah. too much of a bother. And, yeah. and they... You go know, play. Bah. Yeah. They want to do things like go to concerts and play with friends and right. all, all that sort right. of thing. Uh, and yeah, we like I said, we went to Montana. Yeah. Which is where... The whole family? Uh, John and I and our 23-year-old who lives okay. with us all okay. the time. So not those kids. Not the not the other kids. They okay. were on a trip with their other parents. Okay. So yeah, but we went up there and uh, kind of neat to see his his class. How many were in your graduating class? Six hundred and eight. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So mine was about one hundred and thirty-seven. Okay. Graduating in his class, forty-nine. Nice. Forty-nine. How many people were there from the re, from the graduating class? About then? fifteen. Really? So yeah, yeah. Of course, and, he's old enough. How many are dead? Oh, sad. I don't. I don't think any. There's a dozen from mine. Really? Yeah. I've got like one. I guess one statistics would from mine. Sure. play out that way, right? Sure. When you have a bigger class. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, but that, I mean, that was really neat. And Was it fun or was it a lot of, ha I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> nah. Because everybody, because it was such a small class, uh-huh. they all knew each other really well. Okay. They're all really good friends and they have a lot of memories together and people were just very kind. And I mean, it was like one night we're meeting at the, you know, tap house and then the next yeah. day we're, we're floating the river and then meeting at that guy's house and cool. having a barbecue and there's brew fest that night and that was it yeah how's Pre- the brews were they pretty good oh they were pretty they, yeah they you got a lot do of breweries it when it's high school lo- reunion. it doesn't matter god doesn't see that i've heard just <laughs> i you still live the wow mm. and well the weekend yeah god doesn't see montana <laughs> oh geez so. he kept really close tabs on it for a while and then he's like you guys are fine mm-hmm. it's gorgeous huh perfect temperature in montana it really is and i think because when you went was it was that the first time you had been yes because you said your uncle lives there but yeah he but lives you had helena okay yeah got it and uh and i've only i've been there twice we uh-huh. went up there once when we were dating and i'm like oh it's so pretty okay i've been there twice in the summer yeah. i have a completely skewed view of what it's like to be in montana oh, no, yeah, winters no winter time is terrible i'm sure no I'm like sure. like uh april or no i guess i should say like october to april is it's not a place you want to be ever yeah so let's just go in like july and august and yeah. call it good really yeah. because people forget about it like god and others <laughs> Uh, going April to September, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Yeah, like seventy-two degrees is the high. Yeah. when I was there, uh-huh. I was like, "This is perfect." Yeah, was there a lot of people? No, no. there wasn't. Mm-mm. Even in the national park, even in Glacier National Park, Glacier's amazing. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had more than six hours. Yeah, <laughs> I really did. We just drove through it. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think that's kind of what we did too. Do you do the the road, the sun? Sure, the summer. road to the sun. Mm-hmm. You bet. Where it feels like you're just driving up, and you're like, "Is this end?" Yeah. Up, up, up. Is that Colab? You're passing on the right-hand side. Was that? <laughs> Did I? Then you get to the east side, and you're like, well, let's turn around? Yeah. Or? No, yeah. I, we went through crazy Jesus Town. Did, Did you see that? No. Oh, my gosh. With the Ten Commandments uh, <laughs> Ten Commandments Park. I'm not kidding. Okay. These giant-sized billboards that are like, thou shalt not kill, and it has like real pictures of or people else. with bullets. <laughs> Seriously. It was unreal. And you go in, and you talk to the guy. I think his name was Kevin. And, uh, and he's like, you want a free magnet? Everybody gets a free magnet who stops in, and it's probably the size of like um, if you opened up a quad, like a regular mm-hmm. size quad. Yeah, it's like the width <laughs> of an open size quad. Oh my god, it's gosh. massive. It costs ten bucks, but we're giving them free because we know that you believe in them and you come here to see us. Sign the book. Mm, <laughs> you want a billboard? No, we can no, get you no, a billboard you. for your town. And I just oh was gosh. like, man, you guys are hardcore. Yeah, I'm Mormon, and they're like, you can go ahead and leave, sir. <laughs> 
That's a different kind of Ten Commandments. We've had just about enough of your kind. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, but I did get I did get to keep the magnet. Oh good. Yeah, I put it on the side of my car. Someone <laughs> stole it. True story. This is all true. Oh my gosh! They really love their commandments up there, and there are billboards that just say Jesus on the side. Not like go to this website. Not like he saves. Not anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like Jesus. It's like okay, point taken. Got mm-hmm. it. With an exclamation mark. Yeah. Like, is no, it no, 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 like oh. ah, ah, come on. <laughs> no. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, what about you? Uh, I'm trying to think. So I got this message. I should pull this up. I want this is a uh, me doting on my girlfriend uh, a little. Are we reading your text? And how she is perfect for me. Okay. Um, so if people are like, you know, you guys have been dating a while, right? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, are you uh, are you guys planning on getting married? And I'm like, I mean, probably. Yeah. Right. Don't rush me. I did that once. But so she comes to church with me. She comes the first two hours, but she hasn't made the leap to relieve society. She yeah. said, you know what? I like to go to be able to support you, but I don't feel compelled. And I don't want to fake it. So already right. I love her like crazy for that, right? Yeah, she wants to sit by you because yeah. she came with you. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So to go to do something without without me, she feels like is an indication that she's on board and she doesn't she doesn't feel that yet, right? Mm-hmm. Or may never, but she just wants to be she wants to be um you know, she wants to be true to what she is. So anyway, on uh, Sunday, I got up and I bore my testimony because it was fast Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had never done that with her in the ward before. Because oh. I don't uh, I do not do it all together that often. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Like I get sort of phases in life where I like to do it. And other times I've just kind of been like, I enjoy the testimonies of other people. Do anyway, you feel Do you feel like you do it when, when significant things happen? No. Like it's not story money based for me. Like it's just like I really just try and do it when I feel it. That's and good. there are sometimes where I'm just like, you know, I feel good about this, but I don't feel like bear my testimony good about it. Like I really just try and do it when the spirit prompts me. Cool. So I get up and I talk about how, um, you know, it's my faith that's helped me to be who I am and how I'm thankful. I called my ward weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I actually, I called him unique and I said, you know, everybody knows that's just a great way to say weird. I love you weirdos, all mm-hmm. that. Because it's my ward's all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, but I basically bear my testimony about all that. And then she says, uh, she sends me a message. This is after she's gone on and I'm still back at church mm-hmm. going to Elder's Quorum. Uh, she says, the only question that I have is, does your faith come into play in your everyday life? And if so, how? What is she, a cultural hall panelist? And I That's said, awesome. And I said, uh, well, I don't think I'm very great at it, really. Um, but I really, and then I even said this in the message, but I said, I really appreciate that you ask. She said, when you were going through uh, your divorce and other tough times, um, have you really reached out to people in the church when you were struggling? Like, do you essentially do, because I talked about allowing yourself to be in need as well as being the need, like the caretaker. Like allowing others to serve you as well. Exactly. Right. So then we kind of have some back and forth about it. And um, let's see, there was a really great message that she said. Oh, so then she sends this. She says, well, what, what role does your faith play in your daily life? What role did it play in your post-divorce? I know you went to church and everything throughout our relationship, but what was your relationship with your faith at that time, and what do you hope it to be? And it spawned a whole big conversation, which is great. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. I really oh, appreciate that. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you then went back and sat down next to her and said, okay, it's your turn, and you went up and you whispered in her ear and told her what to say. Oh, don't think I didn't, don't think I didn't say, I'll go if you go. <laughs> 
If I go, will you go? Yeah. Hey, I'll go up. <laughs> so, so uh, pretty chill otherwise. Yeah. Um, I want to share this. This is a couple emails, and then we'll take a break and do some actual articles of news. There's one from Kevin. Uh, no, unfortunately. Sad. I need to. I need to a little provide a little commentary. Kevin recently provided a list of his qualifications for a potential oh, yeah, yeah, bride. Oh yeah, in the email a couple weeks ago in articles of news. Yeah. I'll just say that my sister's name is Brandy. Uh huh. And my sister loves music. Uh huh. And that is where that list ends. Yeah. So, sorry, Kevin. Sorry. Yep. But but is she single? She sure is. Oh, there you go, Kevin. It's worth a shot. <laughs> sure. Why not? I don't know. He could email her. Does he live in Pittsburgh? Uh, well, I mean, he'd have to move. Sure. All right, couple emails. Uh, do you want left hand, right hand first? Left hand. Left hand it is. It's from Tyler Harper. Thank you for being a Patreon subscriber of the Cultural Hall, my friend Tyler. And I think of Mormon News Report. He loves this thing so much. Yes, thanks, Tyler. He says, sorry to bombard you with emails, but this has been on the forefront of my mind. I was reading some articles and reviews of the Love Loud Festival, and I was very impressed by the tone of it. I really liked that the emphasis team to turn to preventing suicide and not changing the LDS Church. Ever since Dan Reynolds was on the Ellen Show, I have felt that there was an inferred agenda of wanting to change the church, and the reviews of the Love Loud Festival seemed to emphasize a change in cultural for all people everywhere. They talked about doing more festivals in other locations with the same message, love people and prevent suicide. I like that. Maybe the altered tone came from the bigger names that attended Love Loud like Tim Cook and Tegan Quinn. I was excited to hear of Tegan's involvement since she is a accomplished Canadian singer who is very successful and, re- and respected in Canada. Like where Sarah and from. Tegan? Yeah, Tegan Sarah. Sarah. Te- yeah. <laughs> I mean. Which is where he's from. Tyler is a Canada... Uh, uh, friend of the show. Yes, we like Tyler. He says, all in all, I thought the festival seemed to have had the right tone, and I know there must be a culture change to be a more loving people all over the world. I have seen a change in my own life, and I try to teach that to my kids. Uh, he then says, cue Richie singing his version of Jesus said love everyone. Jesus said love everyone. Treat them kindly too. And then he says, P.S. The Alberta summer has been very nice. Jenny's daughter shouldn't need that new winter coat for a couple more weeks. Mm. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you for the email to Mormon News Report as well. We will talk about that very soon. And then this one from Tacy. Says, hello, Cultural Hall. I'm a lifer. I never write in my opinions, but after Richie's request for opinions about the third hour changes, I talked about how I'm not in love with the third hour change. Right, because the because the old guys and the guy did it again. (laughs) He did, and he's great. He's the sweetest old man, but he probably rambled 15 minutes, and it's just rooted. And the guy, the teacher, just started talking over him, and the guy just kept talking. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, I just got it, and I just, I just, (laughs) like, I'm sure he's like he's so smart yeah probably yeah he, he probably has some great things to say but i just it just was a lot yeah uh she says i'm the relief society in a pretty large and active ward i'm fairly young 32 and we have a diverse group age-wise membership lengthwise activity-wise all the wises <laughs> every sunday i have about 60 to 70 sisters in the summer that doubles because i live in nauvoo and we have an influx of lds tourists in the summer oh, which yeah. by the way Tacey, uh, keep in touch with me when you find out about how we're going to take the show on the road, because maybe you can help me uh, get some interviews when we go to Nauvoo. Nothing planned yet, and that's a side jaunt back. Uh, she says, it has always been a struggle to, quote, please everyone. I've had older sisters tell me that they don't come to Relief Society because they don't want to be entertained, and they think we don't focus on spirituality enough. Another sister refuses to come because she's hard of hearing and can't hear all the comments that are shared. Our teacher 
uses a microphone, which we do because yeah. we have old people in our ward, yep. but it does nothing when it comes to random comments. I've had younger sisters tell me that they're bored because we don't engage enough. I have a group of 18-year-olds who refuse to come because the room smells like old people. Well, that's a thing. That makes it sound like everyone hates Relief Society. They don't. They just see the flaws with trying to having uh, trying to have a meaningful conversation between an 18-year-old straight out of young women and the 82-year-old grandma sitting right next to her. I was scared to death as an 18-year-old leaving young women's and going to Relief Society with the, quote, old people. I don't have any statistics, but I know I've heard that that's where people's activity in the church drops off the transitional age from the youth program to the adult program. So in summary, the sisters have been dealing with those issues forever. Have a wonderful day, Tacey and Ozzy. Yeah. And then, oh, I got a P.S. Please. P.S. You should totally bring the show to Nauvoo. Yes. I hook it up. I could hook you up with anything you need. Being born and raised here, I've got all kinds of connections. So I'm going to I so I grew up in Western New York and I and I stayed home the year after I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. Work, save some money. I was 18. Mm-hmm. The next youngest sister in our re- very small Relief Society was 35. Yeah, she was. And that is a really difficult thing to want to be a part of. Right. When it's like, yeah, we're getting together to be social and we're going to make this wall hanging. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Did, was there a, a figurative olive branch extended to you being the young person? No. 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 Did you stop going? No. You just kept going? Yep. See? I didn't go to the homemaking meetings. No. Why would you? I don't know. <laughs> right? Because, duh. But uh, we it's funny that when you mentioned that microphone, we have the same thing in Relief Society right now. And and everyone who speaks, you know, there there's a microphone that gets passed around from yeah. the teacher, the person conducting, yep. any comments. And if anyone forgets, there's the one sister who's like, hey, you know, she's the reminder. Sure. Hey, can't hear we you. can't hear you. But then there's a row like a row and a half of them who they are whispering their commentary like we all do when someone's teaching or giving their comment uh-huh. except they're not whispering oh really they are talking full voice to each <laughs> other and so the microphone does nothing <laughs> they're the ones for whom we're using the mic interesting and they like just talk like can you believe oh gosh for real like yeah awesome <laughs> yeah yep what a fun frustration <laughs> Yep. Uh, Shall we take a break a second? Yes. And then come back and do actual articles of news in the second block of this, the articles of news of this, (laughs) the cultural hall. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing 
everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJInUtah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. Time for the second half of the Cultural Hall with Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Uh, do you know the name of Joseph Smith's dog? Whenever this article... Spot. No. No. Wait. Old Major. Come on. That's a Book of Mormon Moroni joke. Spot? Without Spot. Oh, jeez. You're welcome. It's all I, up here, man. I thought you were, ma- I thought you were making uh, the uh, Shakespeare, that that was the name of Shakespeare's dog. <laughs> no. Out, damn no, Spot. No. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, that's it. There's a great article at theculturalhall.com about how uh, Joseph Smith's dog, Old Major, kept him company and how he got it at Zion's camp. An old guy said, here, take my dog. It'll protect you. The guy was like 80 years old. You know what he was really doing? I'm tired of this dog. Take it. Yeah. Joseph's like, no, I'll take your dog. Hey, I heard the prophet was a dog rescuer. Yeah. See? Set the example way back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a memorial service for Elizabeth Salgado, former sister mm-hmm. missionary that went missing down in Provo, Provo a couple years ago. Um, they finally found her up Hobble Creek Canyon, kind of off the side of the road. Uh, they had a memorial service for her, but they still don't know how she got from where she was last seen to go on up the canyon. Obviously, someone take, took her, and there's more information to be known there, but uh, a sad situation. Yep. Elder Holland rededicated the St. George Tabernacle. If you've ever had, uh, if you ever get the chance, St. George, Utah, southern part of the state, it's a gorgeous old, like, pioneer time tabernacle the acoustics in that building are amazing i went to an oregon concert once back in in uh college Mm -hmm. gorgeous cool gorgeous acoustics and now it's a gorgeous place and it had to be rededicated is that what you said yeah because they had to fix it up a bunch i mean it was a hundred plus years old okay and so uh they had to you know they had to shore it up and and make sure that it wouldn't crumble in the idea of a 
you know, an earthquake. Even the idea of an earthquake would make that crush. <laughs> uh, there's some cool pictures. Also, all these articles, by the way, at theculturalhall.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerilyn Poole, mm-hmm. that's a name. Gerilyn someone Hassel you might Poole. know. Yep. She, uh, she used to have this thing called something else. You don't need to be concerned about what it was called previously. Nope. Because nope. now it's called Dang You to Heck. It's a Utah-flavored version of the popular and proudly offensive uh, Cards Against Humanity. It has loaded jokes with reference to Mormon culture, and you can find it if you Google Dang You to Heck. That's <laughs> out there. Uh, not necessarily for the faint of heart, but I think it is, if you have a, an okay sense of humor, you should be fine. I don't think it's angrily pointed at the church. Right. Um, this, people are pretty mad down in Mesa. Oh, yeah. The uh, Mesa Temple, all the stuff around that that's being destroyed. My favorite is is that the, there are seven homes that they call the Temple District. And apparently <laughs> okay. they have fell into disrepair. The mm-hmm. church has owned them, has rented them out to people, told them several months ago, hey, we're going to help you find a new place to live. And yet people are hanging on saying, I can't believe they would do this How to our community. How dare you? And the LDS Church says, well, first of all, our land. Second of all, we're going to make it more beautiful. And third of all, uh... Did you miss? Did you miss the part about our land? Also, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it had started falling into just sort of a bad part of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a touring cast of the Phantom of the Opera, which I got the opportunity to see. This is a little bit old. This was from when it was in town here, but it's still touring across the United States. The guy who plays the Phantom, mm-hmm. a large, bellowy voice gentleman, hmm. Mormon. Oh. The Phantom is a Mormon. Aww. Yep. He met his wife in a singles ward in uh, New York City. Oh, didn't meet her in a. Dungeon? No. Okay. No. An he, opera house? No, they didn't meet. Yeah, an opera house would have been better. He took her to the dungeon later. Yeah, that's actually that's just what he met. called his house. Sure. His bachelor pad. <laughs> the dungeon. Yeah. In quotes. Yeah, Upper West Side. <laughs> so. <laughs> you want to go to the, du- I mean, my I house? Think, uh, my place. And then she's telling her roommates, it's like, in sleep, he came to me. <laughs> in tears, I, tear, what is it? In, 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 in dreams, he came to me. In sleep, he came. In sleep, he came to me. In, in dreams, dreams, he came. Uh, in, in sleep, he sang to me. Uh-huh. In dreams, he came. Okay. That voice which calls me. Okay, yep. And speaks my name. And knows my name, speaks my name, whatever, it doesn't matter. Mormon, yeah. that's interesting. Excellent. And then this, and then I'll let you share some, because okay. I just wanted to rattle these off. Yeah. Uh, Will Swenson, you knew who that is. Sure do. Son of of a hail. <laughs> uh, he was in hail. Sons of Provo. Mm-hmm. He did a show uh, where he did a bunch of uh, show tunes, Gilbert and Sullivan, Neil Diamond. And as part of it, he uh, did a Mormon rap song from Sons of Provo, the movie that he was in. The Mormon rap? Uh, no, no, no. A Mormon rap. It was a, a Mormon, Mormon rap. rap. Okay. It wasn't the ma, ma Mormon rap. Okay. It was the diddly whack Mac Mormon Daddy was mm. the name of the song that okay. he did. Uh, that movie came out in 2005. It's available on Amazon if you're curious. But it was a show that sort of um, talked about his entire life and different roles that he played and things that he had done and and inspiration and all that. So almost like a one-man show, but more like a musical review that mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that that song, the Diddly Whack Mac Mormon Daddy, was part of it. I thought that was interesting, though not a practicing Mormon anymore right. at all. Right. Hey, let me ask you this. So you're at church on Sunday, and yes. there's a con- conversation about something and and you know certain topics always come up do you have a platform do i have a platform meaning like is there something where you're just like i'm gonna put my foot down and if somebody says something about this i'm gonna speak up for it um 
sort of. What is it? So I don't have a platform like, if anyone talks about LGBT issues and they're being blind to the another thing, I'm going to stand up. Like, uh, like I, I feel like if there, anytime there is an opposite side, like if I feel like everyone in the room is following one train of thought, at that point I feel very called to be like, but let us also consider this other thing that it doesn't seem that anyone here is considering. So and it like doesn't to matter the topic. Devil's advocate. Uh, I call <laughs> no, it contrarian. Sure. No, but just, just to help people see another point of view. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But I don't have, there's not like LGBT issues or mm-hmm. like, you know, women in the church or anything like that, that I'm like, Mah. got it. It's just sort of, if I feel like there's a consensus without consideration, that's mm-hmm. when I jump in. Awesome. Okay. What about you? I do. And okay. it is social media. Okay. I like when people are talking about. Like villainizing it? Yes. We te- let it into our homes and, and into our hearts. Yes. Yep. I cannot stand for that. And I always point out, you know, the church puts quite a lot of money and effort into tech, and there are so you ways. you just look snooty because of your husband. You know, I happen to know from a first uh, Listen, experience. I drop names all the time, yep. but I did this before I even knew the, the Reverend, Reverend John, John Dye. So I guess we're a good match that way. Yeah. Uh, however, um, Elder Kevin W. Pearson of the 70 of the church spoke. Of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? You know. The Mormons? The legislature. Um, they, uh, he spoke at the Fair Mormon Conference, uh-huh. and he said, "I like the unfair Mormon conference, <laughs> where it's just a bunch of people that are like going to hell." Man, <laughs> That's not so fair. Unfair. That's not fair. <laughs> hey, more needs to be done to increase awareness of, access to, and confidence in trusted resources by Latter-day Saints and seekers of truth. He said. He said the church's efforts to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to all the world presents a massive challenge due to a lack of awareness of the church. Uh, 6.6 billion of the 7.6 billion people on earth have never even heard about the restored gospel. Sure. So of he says, of the remaining 1 billion people who likely have heard of the church, approximately half have an unfavorable impression of us. Right. So he says, technology will be a key to overcoming the challenge of awareness. Much of the content needed for websites and YouTube must come from independent sources and individual members of the church. Right. Your voices must be heard on social social media wherever you live. We must be a voice for truth. We must have the faith and courage to speak up and engage in social media in a positive, responsible, non-contentious, and effective way. We can simply share what we know and believe with others. 70% of the inhabitants of the earth are not accessible to missionaries, but more than half of the people who live on this planet uh, have access to the internet and two-thirds have a cell phone. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, we're already online, so... Do some do some good. good. Yeah, like be proactive. Have you done any good on the it. web today? No. Have you clicked nope. anyone in need? I, no, I'm ch- I'm crossing that one off the list for the new. Have book. you liked Stop. up the glad nope. 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 and disliked the sad? No. Nope. Nope. If not, you've not seen Reddit. Indeed, mm. has anyone's YouTube been brighter today? I'm making this up, but not bad. Yeah, no, that's because good. their Twitter's willing to share. It's the worst him. It's the Here's worst your, him. Here is your Insta. <laughs> you heart this away. I don't know what LinkedIn does Hashtag anyway. blessed. Uh, so I happened to be at a session at the, uh, there's like a singles, mid-singles conference. You shouldn't be going to those anymore. I know, but it's because John Dye was presenting there uh. up at the University of Utah. And let me tell you a little story about what happened. Because, okay. because he was talking about this very thing. Uh-huh. I was sitting in the back of the room. Mm-hmm. People were coming in. 
a woman comes up to him and says, are you John Dye? I am. Are you married to Jenny Noonan Dye? Yeah. He says, never heard of her. Is that really and what he said? It, it really is. That's awesome. And uh, he said, who is that? And she said, oh, uh, she she's on a on a podcast that I listen to called a The A show Cultural. that's available in uh, podcast form, she said probably. She, that, I, th- I think that's what she said. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, it was really nice to connect with Robin. Robin the Red? <laughs> that's, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she didn't come to the session, so I'm filling her in right now. This is what we talked about, Robin. So she just came to see you and then bailed? Yeah. She, <laughs> listen, she, because she wasn't coming to the session because she had to go to a different class because she's starting up a nonprofit and needed well, to go to the business. Yeah, I'm excited. I asked That's her to awesome. contact us when, nice. she, when she gets that What's it, What's it roughly about? Can um, you tell me? I don't know that I am at liberty to discuss okay. it. Okay. Something sure that's will. not for profit, though. Right? Yeah. And if you know me and my love of the cultural hall, I'm all about nonprofit. profit <laughs> <sighs> So, uh, so what do we need to do? Bear our testimony because that seems phony. Well, no, Elder Pearson. No, really. Talks, oh, well, okay. Like when people We're do it, like this? I'm like, oh, man, yeah, okay. You, well, this I'm glad you asked. So force fed. I'm when glad you, do it, you asked. Right when it's like non-religious, non-religious. My son made the best choice today by being baptized. Like it seems to thwart me from. Wait, you never post this kind of stuff to mm-hmm. super duper. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because that's a message and not a moment. Okay. So I happen to be very uncomfortable. I've said this a million times. I'm uncomfortable with tra- the idea of traditional missionary work mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. This, talking to this microphone mm-hmm. about church stuff, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Blogging, like typing words, yes. And also Instagram, things like, well, I'm really glad I went here today, picture of the temple in the mm-hmm. morning right. at sunrise, right? right? Those are the kinds of things that are making a difference. And not even necessarily, I, sometimes actually, that people end up joining the church. Mm-hmm. In my circumstances, it's more been like people that I've known my entire life since like kindergarten. Hey, what is that? Well, it's a temple. Oh, I, you're a Mormon. Oh, I didn't know Mormons were normal. Yeah. You know, so. Or Normans. <laughs> so they, you know, it's this idea like Elder Elder Pearson was talking about, which, you know, getting the half of the one billion people who might know about the church uh, to have a more favorable opinion of us. Sure. That's going to be us doing that kind of member missionary work, which is, I think, simply living with intent. Being mm-hmm. sincere, being genuine. Oh, that's already too much. <laughs> I want to be a liar. Can't I just lie about oh, stuff? I just don't want to have integrity <laughs> so in my stupid. life. <laughs> so anyway, continuing, he just says, the internet has become the most powerful and dominant source for information on virtually any topic or question. The internet can either lead individuals to truth or away from it. There are thoughtful, faithful answers to virtually every question, issue, and concern being raised by critics and skeptics of the church. And of course, the church has several resources. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll share this uh, this talk that he gives. You can watch the video of it if you're so inclined. I like it a lot because this is the kind of stuff I like to listen to and learn about. But cool. It, I think I clicked on it thinking it would be short, and it was it like 72 not. minutes. Yep, it and is I was not like, short. not today. Yep, not today, Elder Pearson. <laughs> I'll catch you another time. Yeah, next time I'm on a road trip, yep. you're my guy. Uh, thank you. I you're appreciate welcome. you. Make sure we get that so we can put it up at theculturalhall.com. We'll do. Uh, this couple other interesting stories uh you know going back to the love loud festival and dan reynolds he wears a couple rings on his fingers Mm -hmm. rainbow rings i thought this was interesting uh this sort of fits into my day job sort of stuff knowing about this two rainbow rings one uh he says was given to me given to him by a mormon mom whose son came out to her and now she's fully accepted him she didn't at first uh or well my uh my impression was is that she did she said hey you know what because of this movement because of my awareness, my son came out to me and I full on, you know, loved and accepted him from the very beginning. 
Um, and then he has another ring, uh, also a rainbow ring. They're very different, but you can see the picture at theculturalhall.com. Uh, that was given to him by a Mormon mom whose son committed suicide because of religious oh. guilt oh, and wow. that she has since left the church. But he uses it as his reminder every day that let's go fight for equality. Uh, and then it goes on about the uh, Love Loud, which, by the way, if you didn't get to go see it in person on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So you can watch idea. the concert. That's when we were in Montana yeah, the, you can at see the, the Brew Fest. Speakers. The what? The Brew Fest. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, Elder Rasband threw out the first pitch at the Angels game the yes, other night. He did. And his slacks that could fit him a little bit better and his shoes that looked sensible. <laughs> I think it's great. It really is. Just I this, agree. It's a charming thing. Yep. And I every year when one of the Quorum of the Twelve throws out the pitch on Mormon night mm-hmm. at the Angels and they also do it at the Dodgers as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah. It's, there's just something to me. Yes. Something to it about me about the... Uh, it's charming. You know, they put it on top of their white shirt. <laughs> You know, their, yes. their Dodgers or their Angels jersey on top of their white shirt, and they go out with the tie on, right? and they throw it out there for Mormon Night, and I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you can find that. Uh, we put it on our Instagram, at The Cultural Hall, which I should take this break to say, uh, follow us on all the social medias, won't you please? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always at The Cultural Hall. You know you know our biggest group, the Pinterest page? So, wow. So pinning friends, find us there, but, you know, Facebook, we're pretty active there. Mm-hmm. I'll say this about that. Uh, talk to Joni, everyone. Just Joni's just fine. She's uh, she's strongly considering her future involvement in the uh, in the cultural hall, what that mm. means, and and how she wants to do it, or if she wants to do it. Uh, and uh, one of the things that she talked about was the Facebook page. She feels like, in some ways, is is sort of um, a uh, what do you call it, like a breeding ground for haters. And oh. so I think that you will find in the from from now on, I've sort of committed myself to curating a better discussion mm. and not allowing, not necessarily not allowing because I think people's voices are important to be heard mm-hmm. but like like blatant trolling yeah but like blatant trolling I think that that we may take that in hand a little bit sure whereas in the past we've been like whatever it's a free space and I think that you know healthy conversations with you know conflicting ideas can mm-hmm. be fine yeah so long as it it becomes that way so if you have stepped away from uh, any of our social medias but especially our Facebook page consider coming back because I think you'll see a better conversation curated cool uh, and hopefully just Joni will join us. But if she does not decide to join us, uh, wish her the best of luck in some things that she's considering doing. I love so Joni. I'm sure that we'll hear from her again soon. I hope so. Uh, I like her voice. I just, I like listening to her. When I like on. her perspective because I don't think that there, uh, and I'll say this about actually everybody's voice here in the cultural hall. I think that everyone brings something so very different. Mm-hmm. And it's fun for me because it's just my friends. Right. Like all my friends, you know, there's you, that uh, you're, I forget your name ever since you got pregnant but uh <laughs> no me too but i genuinely mean it like yeah. having all my friends and their experiences and where you are you are now mm-hmm. is very different from where you were when you started and Joni, the you know the same and yeah. um you know we don't hear from rob anymore but appreciate his perspective and and uh you know we may add some new voices some different voices we may not mm-hmm. but certainly it's something that we kind of always think about so you can weigh in on any of that stuff too if you go to contact at the culturalhall.com or just the contact us tab at theculturalhall.com. Sweet. Um, uh, we can go this one. This okay. is just a quick, I seriously just have a bunch of quick one-off stories. Okay. Uh, Tony Fennell. 
Golfer. Who? He's a golfer. Fanal is okay. his name. Yeah. Tony Mormon. He's good. Cool. He is the first LDS golfer who becomes the only player. Actually, you know what? Not just LDS. He's the only player in the world to finish in the top 10 at the Masters, the U.S. Open, and the British Open. And as someone cattily pointed out, I think he finished 10th in all of those. Oh. If only he could finish 9th or something like that. Yeah. But he's a phenomenal golfer. Uh, I don't think he's from Utah, but I think he calls Utah home. Mm-hmm. He's a fun one to watch. And his name is Tony Fanau. Cool. Uh, this, I think I shared this before, but this lawsuit continues. Um, a former Reedley High School student is suing the Kings Canyon Unified School District, along with several other people over a First Amendment violation. Anne Ayers claims that the director of the Central Valley Fellowship of Christian Athletes wouldn't allow her to be a leader of the organization because she's Mormon. <gasps> Ayers Ooh. applied to be a leader of the school's FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. In the application, it asked Ayers what church that she belonged to, and she said she's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The lawsuit claims that the FCA director responded to saying, quote, I'm not sure if you know the theological differences between the Christian church and the LDS, but the grace of God sending his son to the cross to forgive our sins is what we believe gets us into heaven, not works. So that lawsuit got one already without yep. <laughs> without being there. Congratulations. Uh, you have one or two more stories? I've got two. Two more? Mm-hmm. Do it. Two more. Uh, so the church has announced that the mutual theme for 2019 is, drum roll, um, I don't know how to do a drum roll sound. Zion's Camp Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Yes. How did you guess that? Well, I've been some to some Reddit sites, highly reputable Reddit sites. Amazing. No, really, what is it? John 14, 15. What is Which that? is? If you love me. Keep my commandments. That's the one. Okay. According to a letter from the Young Women and Young Men General Presidencies sent to local leaders August 1st, quote, the purpose of the yearly theme is to provide opportunities for youth worldwide to learn about study, internalize, and apply the the principles taught in the scriptures. Youth are encouraged to memorize the scripture, study its doctrine, and act on the principles learned throughout the year. What's the theme this year? Do you know off the top of your head? Is it James? Ah, dang it. I'll find it. Keep going. Okay. In addition, the theme can be used in mutual opening exercises as a topic for sacrament meeting talks given by youth and to provide focus for youth activities, including camps, youth conferences, and devotionals. Resources, including videos, music, and suggestions for using the theme throughout the year will be available to leaders at youth.lds.org and in church magazines at the end of 2018 and throughout 2019 an email will be sent to youth to leaders this year when the resources become available close quote and so all you youth leaders out there start thinking about what you're going to do when you introduce the theme in january 2018 is peace in christ it's doctrine and covenants 1923 which is learn of me and listen to my words walk Walk in in the meekness of my my spirit spirit, and you shall have have peace peace in me Nice. I remember. Yeah. Uh, so this, you like the Biebs? Listen, I was like, I, baby, baby, baby. You know, the no. other night I I subbed somebody's uh, Zumba class uh-huh. and I put Despacito on my playlist. Yeah, the original and, Despacito well, or the one with Justin Bieber? Well, I went. I was just like, I was just going to listen to this like one time through before I leave and it was the Bieber one. I was like, no. Yeah. So I had to go take it off and put on the original one because okay, we don't do that. No. Come on. No. Come on. I love that it's a song that was like five or six years old and then Bieber covers it and people are like, what is this song? <laughs> and the 
guys are like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> uh, shortly after Justin Bieber released his first full-length album, which featured Baby and took the world by storm, debuting at or near number one in several countries, Bieber received an unexpected gift. Oh, geez. A Book of Mormon with two testimonies in it. A uh, name that is covered up because of the cookies notice, and then also uh, <laughs> this friend Sammy Parkinson um, were obsessed with Justin at that age. Before the meet and greet, which they were allowed to do, the last name Raymond of this person, I don't know what her first name is, because again, it got covered up by the notes. Raymond and Parkinson learned that people often give Justin Bieber a gift at these meet and greets. They started brainstorming. They've always been strong in the church. They love the gospel, so they gave him a Book of Mormon. At the meet and greet, Raymond and Parkinson were only able to speak to Bieber for a minute, but they handed their gift to his bodyguard, who promised he would give the book to the pop icon. Uh, they later say that the song Pray came out a few months later, and they joke that it was because he read the Book of Mormon. Is that the one that he samples Prince when doves cry? I don't cry? know. Probably. That's, I don't have any idea. I'm, okay. It, MC Hammer. My, my Hammer did that song yeah. Pray, and it sampled Prince's... Okay, never mind. Ask your mom. At MC Hammer. Shoot. Who is that? Who is this Mick Hammer? <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to be a grandma real yeah. soon, is what I mean. Real soon. Uh, they say, though, this experience only helped Parkinson gain courage and prepare for future missionary experiences. Recently, Parkinson served on a month-long humanitarian trip to Fiji, where she and her friend were the only Mormons. So basically just gave them the courage to be uh, missionaries. So an interesting thing. Justin yeah. Bieber has a Book of Mormon. Uh, this... It's summertime, and I know this happened just to a good friend of mine, actually. His son, out on a scout thing down in Moab. Mm -hmm. This is not the story that I'm going to read from. Okay. But he was out hiking, or they were out mountain biking. He's 15. Uh Kind of went off by himself for a second, missing for like 16 hours. My friend was freaking out. No doubt. Oh, my gosh. And uh, they found him. He was safe. But this one, uh, from Pinedale, Wyoming, a small group of people searching for missing Draper, Utah teen, told him it was a miracle, Kyle, when they found him. Sunday night. The teen recalled Monday. Garrett Hunter was 13. He was located in a rough terrain about one mile from his original camp in a drainage area near Junction Lake, blah, blah, blah. The group that found him, four members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, the ward that Garrett belonged to, searched an area just north of where others had been searching from. It was really great, Garrett recalled at the moment. Like, hallelujah, he said. I'm home free. They were so happy to see me. Like they said, it was a miracle that they found me. They're happy and overjoyed that he's home. The team had been hiking with the members of Boy Scout, uh, the Boy Scout group in the Wind River area. Uh, he was reported missing Saturday afternoon, and they found him um, early Monday. So glad he was safe. Gave him some emerge, uh, emergency tips, and they said, hey, and have marriage a map tips. with these. And marriage tips, mm-hmm. because pretty soon he'll make someone a grandma. Emergency uh, marriage tips. He said, have a, you know, it's interesting, because this advice that they gave him also applies for marriage. It says, <laughs> have a map with you and a knife in case you get stuck. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got? Okay. Pay me a compliment. You're great. Thank you. Okay. So here are three compliments. Everyone loves lists that hurt women more than help them. Oh, you're going to do this? I am. Okay. You shared it, man. No, listen, I know. And uh, I did snarky comment right back yes, on Facebook. Yes, you did Facebook. on our Facebook, yeah. sure. So <clears throat> here, the article says, one of the first things my best friend heard from her mother as she hugged her in the Salt Lake City airport, missionary pack still in hand, a name tag still pinned to her sweater was, honey, I am so proud of you. A year and a half surrounded by French dishes and all those crepes, and you stayed so thin. Yeah. 
Yay. Um, and what's the bad part? No. It's complimenting Richard, self-control. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. You'll get married. Yay. Oh, you're still pretty. Yay. Oh. You have a chance. Jeez. While the intention behind this compliment was sweet, the overall message it sent missed the mark. What about her year and a half of devoted service to the Lord? What about her new spiritual confidence? She mentioned that. Mm. And glad you're not fat. What about her practical fluency in a second language? And self-control over food. Of all the qualities this mother could choose to praise after her daughter honorably served a mission, she chose dress size. Maybe her mom has issues with eating. I wouldn't be surprised. Projecting her own issues? Sure. Yes. This behavior isn't uncommon. Take a look at the comments on any selfie. Superficial compliments flood Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Which, can I say, just time out for a minute, old lady, hashtag elderly here mm-hmm. speaking. I do not understand the language of the teenagers. And, like, one one of my daughters will post a picture and this, like, this back and forth. I know there are, I've, I've listened to, like, like, TED Talks about it or something, mm-hmm. like this new language of, like, okay. OMG, you are, you are so cute. No, you're gorgeous, babe. Like all these. Anyway. Yeah. I don't. It's. You don't get it. it? Well, it, I don't get there, selfies. There's a formula to it. Yeah. Anyway. The point of this article is not to shame others or to make us all feel self-conscious, wary, or hyper-focused about giving compliments. There's no simpler way to follow Christ's command to uplift others than by sharing kind I words and thoughts. I meant to tell thoughts. you, hold on real quick. I meant to tell you when you came in, you look way better today than you did the last time I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> is that on the list? Yeah. Am I no, nailing it? No, that I think last time I saw you, I was crying my eyes out. Yeah, so that's yeah, great. So, so way thank you. better than the thank last Thank you. <laughs> It's not no crap. There, there are a few things we need to keep in mind. Okay, all okay. right. Tell me. Teach okay, me. so here's teach the first me one. on this list, and this is actually one that I learned a long time ago as a young woman leader, and has completely infiltrated my life okay. with some so of the for issues. For real disease, now what? That my daughter is facing compliments about size. Compliments that only stress size can create a dangerous mentality that a woman's size directly affects her worth. It's good to acknowledge when someone is trying to make healthier choices, but but by only praising weight loss, we begin encouraging weight loss at any cost. And this author talks about when she had, she had a friend who decided to make some lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. exercising sure. daily, eating more fresh food. Showering. And she lost weight as mm-hmm. a result of those choices. Her family and friends were like, wow, you look great. She loved that. She kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon... Feeling great about herself became completely intertwined with nothing more than losing weight. Interesting. And that is a hard road to go down. She said and she said in her friend's case, luckily, she was able to stop herself before, you know, the mental um, the unhealthy mentality took over yeah. and developed into something more serious. Um, but to the, she says to this day, she sometimes still needs to remind herself that her pant size or that extra bite of cookie in no way reflect who she is as a person. Yeah, so get off so, my back. So instead of compliments, the focus on the results and reinforce potentially dangerous behaviors, we should try to frame our compliments to focus on the reason. So um, instead of saying, you look so skinny, have you lost weight? Say, you look so fit and happy. It's, it's really subtle, mm-hmm. but it is, it's all the difference. Okay, got um, it. Okay, second one. Compliments that fix on only one attribute. Your hair and your eyes and your hands and your ring. 
Yeah. So great. Yeah, that's what. So everyone wants to be, you know, uh, intelligent and everyone wants to hear she's intelligent and beautiful and charming and kind and funny. But when you're the one, like, like I'm the funny girl. Right. I'm the funny girl. Sure, you're the friend. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and like in my family, at least like my sister's the pretty one. Right. right? And she's the pretty one and I'm the talented one and my brother's the whatever. So, you know, and it's like, and my brother's the smart one. Yeah. And like, she even quotes, I love, I remember when Elder Holland said this and I love that. He said, you may say positive, you, you may say most positively that Susan is pretty and Sandra is bright, but all Susan will remember is that she isn't bright and Sandra th- that she isn't pretty. Praise each person individually for what they are and help him or her escape our culture's obsession with comparing, competing, and never feeling we are enough. So, um, I just want you to know that I'm dwelling in the seriousness of this of this list and conversation mm-hmm. and not making jokes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm learning that at counseling. Oh, that's good. That, I, I appreciate that. Because I Wait, would have a tendency to not do that. Because we have a long history <laughs> of, of the joking with the compliments. Yep. Yep. So what to do? Um, over the top or excessive compliments can make someone feel incomplete. Sure. Not, not to mention they can be extremely awkward. Right. So uh, when, when you say something like, you are just so, or like you're, that can come across as you are just or mm-hmm. you are only. Right. So instead, like kind of try to be creative and, um, and recognize genuinely like new things you haven't recognized about the person before. Try something like, not only are you smart, you're an incredible cook as well. Avoid, avoid defining the person in your compliments and let them know that they are a complete package. It's like, I'll tell Jessica, I love her. And she'll say, what do you love about me? And I'll say, that's a trap. I love all of you. Mm. Not any one thing in particular, but the uniqueness Mm. that is you. Jessica, I love the way you, I love when you, you do this. That's what. What do you love about her? Let's hear it. No, I'm, I'm telling oh, you, I'm helping uh, you. I'm helping you. I'm not any good at it. You are. I love you are. all that is you. That's good. That's good. All the things. <laughs> Just your hair. Anything specific? Nope. All of it. Your hair. Darn it. Nope. <laughs> I Kay. love your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, co- the third one is compliments that compare. Mm-hmm. So you have the prettiest curly hair. I wish mine were more like that. Oh, yeah. This is all, this is right. all fairly female based, right? Oh, no, it I is. It, like, it's her, it's like that hurt women. Like, You're so ripped. And we're like, yes. That's right. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. Well, but it is, it's, it is, it says that hurt women more than help yeah, them. So, yeah. but it is for men to know too, but also for women. The, the compare one for sure is women based, right? Right. Um, stop right there. The minute you begin pulling yourself into the compliment, you've already made a gigantic mistake. First of all, compliments are meant to build others, not degrade yourself. And that's a huge thing. I think, you know, like that's a lesson that we like teach children. Right. That you don't, you don't put others down to build yourself up. Right. There's room for all of us, like, like collect. Collaboration, you know, genuinely, like, like, let's all. I, I do. There's this like family home evening lesson I used to do with my kids, like, uh-huh. like once a year, and it was like kindness is not like pie, and we'd have pie, you know, where there's like a finite. It's like, like a candle, and we all had candles, and like, look, I'll light yours, and mine is still lit. Yeah, we can let that light that person's, and that it's still lit. You know, there's enough candle light yeah. for all of us. But um, what happened to the pie? That's where mine, my mind just went. Well, we ate it. Delicious. There wasn't there, enough for there, everyone. Well, it just didn't last forever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the minute, so so the, the other thing is that the minute you put yourself down about that quality that you're complimenting someone else, you've probably put down half the other people in the room. Yeah. Right. Right. So um, that's why it feels so good to say it. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> So secondly, ah! so so that's the first thing. The second thing is that um, 
is that uh, like that compliment probably makes the person feel guilty about what you just acknowledged and like sort of complimented them mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm genuinely sorry you don't have curly hair. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do about that. But then third, it's just super awkward. Right. You know, it's like how like how do you say that? Thank you? Question mark. Yeah. Right. Upward inflection. Yeah. Like, thank you. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm also, do we need to talk about your insecurities? Because yeah, so. Um, Anyway, whenever you're tempted to pull yourself into that like compliment conversation, step back and remember it's okay to just like give and not also be like, but I don't have curly hair. No, I don't so, have curly anyway. hair. It's just wavy more than yeah. anything. Jesus really said, do. love everyone. Treat them Treat curly them ki- too. Kindly too. Oh, kindly. Anyway. I knew it was an adverb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only got a couple more stories. Okay. And I don't love any of them. Oh. Do you like like them? Uh, I mean, like not enough to marry them. <laughs> Uh, there's a documentary called Church and State um, that talks about the same-sex marriage becoming legal in the state of Utah. Obviously, it has a lot to do with uh, the LDS Church, but from what I understand, it does an okay job, as in not super accusatory and terrible job, of framing the LDS Church. So that's out there. That's all I've got. That You can find places. It's called Church and State. Okay. Uh, you guys talked about this on the Mormon News Report, which, by the way, if you don't yes. know, they're back from their their summer hiatus. Yes, we are. Uh, every Sunday night, Monday morning, an episode will drop. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys aren't doing it on Facebook Live, right? You just do it? No, and Patreon subscribers can uh, get it early, and okay. then otherwise I think it's available to everyone on Monday mornings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys talked a little bit about Sam Young. He's the man who's engaged in a hunger strike to protest uh, youth bishops' interviews. I encourage you to hear their discussion about it um i think that you you will continue to see the church clarify more and more uh how they feel like those interviews should be done and i think that um i think it becomes less and less about that with sam young agreed right like uh i feel like they've heard him and and i and (laughs) i feel like and again and again and i feel like okay like i don't begrudge it to him sure you know he feels super passionate about whatever that thing is okay yeah he's allowed Um, um, he he is allowed to do that, just as others have in the past. And then this, you don't have any more stories, right? You're done? I'm done unless you want to talk about... Breastfeeding? Yeah. You want to talk about the boobs? It's up to you. Uh, I would encourage people this. This is all I'll say about this. Okay. I had... So we had the big talk about breastfeeding, right? Janae and I. Yeah, and and props. To Janae for taking an opposite side of me and, and holding to it. Well, to both of you. I think you both... It was so interesting. I uh, Let me just indulge for a second. Okay, please. John Dye and I driving back from montana and it's like oh yeah we got to listen to the latest episode and he and i talked about it for well over an hour yay we're thought provokers and it ended with i think i tweeted this it ended with me saying to him and in conclusion Uh i am correct and you are not and i am the smartest person you know and he said that's true yeah so uh but a couple things about it if you have not listened to and i don't like to plug other podcasts but there is an interview that peggy fletcher stack I listen to that one. And anyways, uh, <laughs> call. The audio on that podcast is I so know. bad. It's and I awful. told her. And I have told I her. And I've said, I'm willing to help you. 
I'm willing to help show you how to make the audio on this podcast not be so terrible. Right. So I love you, I love you PFS, but seriously, seriously. They and interview, Peggy. They, they interview the um, the woman, which <laughs> give her an alias. Why don't you just tell people what you're, whatever. I don't know. Uh, but she talks about it, and it is a completely different story um, listening to her talk about the experience than what I got from the newspaper. So shame mm-hmm. on the media for trying to make something way bigger out of it than what it really was. Yep. She ended up compromising in the end. Uh, the the stake president, I think this this is interesting. This is a spoiler from the podcast in mm-hmm. case you're not going to listen to it. The, the uh, stake president uh, talked to his wife, who, according to that interview, informed him of some things. Yeah. And I think it was just, as much as we don't want it to be, I think it was a guy who felt cornered Puffed his chest up, said, you know, hey, this is what we're going to do, and you will do this because this is who, who I am. How dare you be so disrespectful? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that his wife heard about what he did and said, no, 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 And no, said, no. in conclusion. Yeah. yeah. And the other part of it is you won't hear from the stake president at all because that's nope. how the church would do. And it's right. not necessarily that he doesn't feel, uh, you know, that he needs to talk to the woman because he's extended that to her. She hasn't taken him up, at least at the recording of that podcast, about talking to him uh, about getting her temple recommend but uh, it just is the thing you won't he won't hear him come out and say you know I was incorrect right uh, I overstepped you know mm-hmm. he won't make a big deal out of that on that side and it's interesting yeah. because I think it would provide some insight to members of the church for uh, a stake president mm-hmm. um, to do it and I don't know if it's because he just feels like it's not proper because it is you know it is details of a conversation with him and one one of his like uh, congregants or whatever, sure. right? So there is some sort of HIPAA, like a, yeah, yeah, like religious yep. HIPAA, whatever. Yep. Um, but you, but you won't hear from him about that, and no. it's unfortunate that you don't hear that that side of that story for whatever it is. Yeah. You know what? I overstepped. My wife was right. I didn't know this one person was being a really big biddy, and I felt like I had to super serve her needs. Whatever the things may be, you won't ever hear. And I think that's unfortunate for the the entire conversation. Yeah. Uh, teaser. Uh, Brant and I. Uh, uh, may be dropping another episode because we didn't have time in this week's Mormon News Report to give that story the attention it needs. Sure. So uh, watch out for that. So you guys will talk all about it? Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Well, so there's that. And mm-hmm. then there's this. The name Debbie Montgomery Johnson, besides having far too many syllables, uh, she's a former paralegal, an Air Force intelligence officer, and bank teller. She ended up being taken for over a million dollars by a scammer on an online LDS dating site. Now, I think we talked oh, briefly about this uh, in uh, articles of news last week. She says, in fact, no one would ever know if she hadn't spoken up about it. Debbie could have continued to hide behind her smile, but she kept her secret buried deep. But for Debbie, unexpected healing has come from sharing her story, though she knows firsthand this feelings of shame, embarrassment, guilt that many scam victims experience. Telling her story has opened her eyes to the realization that hundreds of men and women have been scammed and most times don't say anything to anyone. What happened was uh, her husband passed away in 2010. They'd been married for 26 years. After six months of running on anxiety and empty energy. Debbie's friends encouraged her to get out of her shell. She hopped online. At first, the men that interacted with her online were creeps. Hey, how Mormon are you? Which I love. That's a 
That's oh. a for real oh, Mormon question. I know it is. Uh, not really a good question because mm-hmm. that's basically, you know, yeah. what can what Yo, if we what go are we out, doing? what can we do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in November of 2010, she got a message from a guy by the name of Eric Cole. He had a PhD, strong in his Christian faith and was family oriented. She says they clicked. Uh, he said, hey, I've got a great business deal. They talked for 4,000 pages of instant messages between them. Oh and then he started um, by saying, hey, you know what? Can you send a $45 check? Simple. Mm. That doesn't seem, I can see myself getting into something like that, right? If I felt like I clicked with someone, I hadn't met the person, and they said, you know what? Hey, there's this thing, and it's $45. I think that I would go $40, $45, right? I would trust that person. Sure. Um, but in uh, time, it began to be bigger and bigger. Uh, let's see. Debbie continued to send money. In the meantime, Debbie got to know his sister, who supposedly lived back in England with Eric's son. I got to know them via email. There were times on Utah Yahoo Chat that she would have three open message boxes, one to his sister and son in England, one to his attorney. And anyway, so it got more and more. Uh, on the morning in September of 2012, Debbie logged on to chat with Eric, just like they always did. And he said, hey, I want to talk to you about something. How do you feel? about forgiveness. So she gets out her book, The Miracle of Forgiveness, which if you want to talk about forgiveness isn't the greatest Let's resource, not, but whatever. Yeah, why do you have that book? Well, there are oh. some parts of it that are good. Oh my gosh. There is some parts of it that are good. Mm. I took a class on The Miracle of Forgiveness, you know, when I was excommunicated in college. And you had to? Uh, no, I didn't have to. Oh, okay. I took, I took the class. There are some parts of that book that are really great. Pine box? I can tell you I can tell you the parts that aren't really good, yep. and we can get into that at a different okay. time. Yep. Um, as the conversation deepened, Debbie started started to sense that something was wrong. She's obviously took it inwardly and said, did I do something wrong? Sure. He says, I have a confession to make. It's going to hurt you. I've stolen your money. This has all been a scam. She's saying, no, 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 that can't be. You're lying to me. What? If that's really true, then you have to prove to me that this is a lie and a scam. And then he got on a live video chat and talked about how uh, that he was really a Nigerian man who had taken her. This <laughs> a is, prince. No, this is for real. Okay. Instead, she saw him for who he really was, a Nigerian man who had taken over a million dollars from her. So oh I wish it was a prince, but it's for real. Shoot. It was only after this reality hit that the banker and intelligence officer inside Debbie kicked into action. She said, I didn't know how I did it, but I had my cell phone right beside me and I took a picture of the screen. The FBI couldn't do anything about it. And she has now started to share her story over radio, television, and public speaking events. She wrote a book documenting her experience titled The Woman Behind the Smile Triumphed Over the Ultimate Online Dating Betrayal. So she has continued to share her story. And this is how we'll end this. If you choose to use online dating sites, here are some tips. Remember that just because someone is LDS or Christian, it doesn't mean that they're safe. Mm-hmm. Goes without saying, but how many times on this oh, yeah. show do we say sure. just because they're... Yeah, we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, avoid disclosing whether you've been divorced or widowed on your profile. Run an online search about the individual that you're chatting with. Never send money to someone that you are cons- corresponding with from an online dating site. Even if it, if even if even the reason and amount seems reasonable. Uh, avoid moving the conversation off the dating site too early. Let's meet in, in person. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that overseas, uh, that working overseas is a common storyline that scammers use. Oh, I work overseas. Mm. And then finally, beware of profiles with military uniforms. Military pictures are used heavily for scam profiles because of the trust, trustworthy connotation associated with them. Huh. So there it is. Your articles of news for the week of the 6th of August. If you love this... 
you should think about becoming a Patreon subscriber to The Cultural Hall. It's patreon.com slash theculturalhall. Would love it. Uh, we are working towards doing some things. All that money's just sitting there right now because we haven't determined what we're doing with it. May take the show on the road. Could may, pay for my parking. Yep, yeah, may... What? <laughs> could pay for my parking. I could pay for your parking? You bet. I'll pay for your parking. <laughs> no, totally I'll pay for your... Uh, totes pay for your parking. Now it's done. <laughs> no. I'm paying for your parking. No, I've already paid for it. No, too you late. Can't. I'll Venmo listen, you some listen, money. Listen, no, I don't have Venmo. Oh, Write me a gosh. check for $45. Who has checks? That's what I'm saying with this story. It was, I'm sure it was an electronic fund transfer. Okay. Listen. Well, well, then EFT me the $4. Thank you. I will. That's what Venmo is. <laughs> I will send you. Nope. Anyway, uh, okay. so hop on and do that if you feel like doing it. It's great. Yeah. It helps us out in some way. I also am thinking like, because one of the reasons that just Joni hasn't been, she doesn't like driving downtown. I don't blame her. Yeah. It is. People it, are crazy. It's a beast. Yeah. So I'm thinking about maybe for those panelists, like we've got a couple that live down in Texas, the mm-hmm. wilds, mm-hmm. sending them a microphone, nice. sending them a webcam and then being able to do that that way. Cool. We can branch out a little bit. I don't know. Nice. We might do that. We might not do that. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Patreon.com slash the cultural hall and give us a review if you like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that wherever you get these fine shows available in podcast form. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. Please bless the missionaries. Uh, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. Please also bless all the sugar out of this crap. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of, of the, the cultural, cultural hall. hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back row.